Karen Michelle, and welcome to the Midlife Chaos, where we talk about the chaos that midlife brings. No topic is off the table, so join me on this adventure as we navigate the midlife chaos. Hello and welcome. Are you here for your mid-morning pick-me-up? Thank you for your love and support, everybody. Your response to the podcast has been unbelievable, and I'm so grateful for you all listening and sharing the link. I've also received some really great feedback, things I'm doing well, some things to consider, and I am so appreciative for that as well. Thank you to all those who've gone to the socials. I'm super excited about the Facebook VIP group. I'm hoping that becomes pretty active with some good discussion. It was pretty exciting when someone asked to join the group and I did not even know them. Wow. Thank you for spreading the word. Okay, the question that was asked um, was to share your midlife chaos this week. So let me see. Riley decided that she wanted to take a few classes up at the high school this year. We've homeschooled for about the last six years or so. So that has been a bit of an adjustment. This coming week, dance is starting back up. Hooray! And that in and of itself is chaotic, but we love it, so we do it. We're taking our older daughter back to Utah to finish getting out of her apartment before she goes off on her worldwide adventure. She's been home working for us this summer, and soon she'll be touring Europe for the next three months, and we are so excited to hear about all the things. Then we have my brother-in-law's wedding before we head up to Idaho for a couple of days for doctor's appointments. Um, We actually miss our oldest as he's moving back home or here while we are there. He's been living in Boise for the past few years. And then we get back to North Dakota in time um, to facilitate a conversation with our women's group at church. Um, We will be talking about faith and friendshiping. So my question to you is how do friendships fit in your life? What brings value to your friendships? Do you find it easy to make friends in your midlife? Are the needs regarding friends during this phase of your life different than maybe when you were a younger woman? So just something to think about. If you have any great ideas, shoot me a message. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Okay, let's get into it. What if I told you there is no problem that we can't solve? There is nothing that I, as a life coach, can't help you with. That would be amazing, right? Using a model developed by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, I'm going to help you with just that, how to solve any problem. So first, what we need to do is understand what is really wrong. All problems can be simplified into one of five categories, circumstance, thoughts, feelings, action, or result. While I explain each one of these, I'm going to walk us through a problem. So your circumstances are facts. They can be proven in a court of law. They're black and white, indisputable information. Nobody can argue. I have $50 in my bank account. My thoughts are the sentences in your mind about your circumstance. Now you can think, look at me, I've got an extra $50. My bills are paid. I've been able to splurge a little this month. And wow, I still have 50 bucks in my account. Or you can think, oh crap, I only have $50. My rent is due. The car payment's coming up. I don't even get paid until this weekend. What am I going to do? Our feelings are one word descriptions of vibrations in our bodies caused by our thoughts. So if you're thinking, woohoo, I've got $50, you are probably feeling pretty happy, excited even. Maybe you're feeling confident that you've been able to stay on a budget, whatever. 
If you're thinking the more negative thoughts, you might feel disappointed in yourself, sad, frustration, dread even. Actions are what we do. They include the reactions, actions, or inaction. If I am thinking the woohoo, I may, as the great Donna would say, treat yourself. Or you might beat yourself up over it. Look to place blame on someone else for maybe talking you into spending some money this month that you hadn't planned on. You might now have lack of confidence in ever being able to stick to a budget. Results are the effects of our actions. These typically back up and prove those thoughts. Yep, see, I'm horrible at budgeting. I have no self-control. Okay, now it's your turn. Think of a problem that you are dealing with. It can be anything big or small, something that you can't get yourself out of bed in the morning or something that has just been nagging at you for a while. No, really, let's do this together. Grab a paper and pen if you need to. Okay, I want you to do a thought download, a brain dump, if you will. I want you to write down everything about this problem. Get it all out of your head and onto the paper. All of your thoughts, rational or not, write it down. Typically, when we think of a problem, we think the circumstance is the problem. I'm going to walk you through how you're feeling when you think those thoughts are actually the problem. Most everyone, when they are new to coaching, thinks their problems are facts. I recently had a discussion with my older daughter, and she kept saying, this is my truth. My feelings are my truth. And that is not the case at all. It may seem like your truth, but let's see how this plays out. Look at what you wrote about your problem, all the things. Now take out everything that can be proven in a court of law. I'm guessing you're only pulling out a few statements or lines. Everything that is left, all the judgments, adjectives, side tangents, all of that are your thoughts and feelings about the circumstance. When you look at the facts of your problem, you will realize that your problem is not a factual circumstance. Circumstances in and of themselves are not problems. For example, death. Death does not cause grief. If that were the case, we would all grieve the same way. The circumstance is not a problem until you make it mean something. The amount of money in your bank account, a job loss, death, divorce, a serious illness or injury, none of these facts are ever the problem until we add meaning. How do we know this? Because if it was true, everybody would have the same experience for every circumstance, but we don't. We all experience circumstances differently because we all apply meaning differently. Even in the example I shared about the $50 going into this discussion, I was giving opposing views of that circumstance. I could choose to think positively or negatively of that $50. It wasn't until I put the thoughts or the meaning into what the $50 represents. So let's look at the facts, the circumstances of your problem. And remember, the facts are never the problem. It just is. I will say that over and over again, because I think it is critical to understand. My good friend, Amanda Lauder, has spoken about this on her podcast, Sex for Saints. She uses the example of sitting in traffic. We've all sat in traffic at one point, right? So the circumstance is traffic. That's it. We can add there is traffic, but that's unnecessary. Just traffic is good enough. Next, we want to identify the thoughts. Thoughts are always the ultimate cause of our problem. This can be difficult to understand at first because most of us are not conscious or aware of our thinking. We just see them as the facts of the situation. 
But if we go back to the problem and look at all the thoughts, these are just all the judgments, opinions, conclusions, and ideas that you have. So your thoughts around traffic could be, ugh, I hate traffic. Or it starts my day off lousy. It makes me late. Now I don't have time to grab a coffee, breakfast, something for lunch or whatever. It is always important to separate the facts from the thoughts about the facts. It's important to realize here that the thoughts about the problem are what's creating the real problem. Your thoughts are optional. The facts aren't. And the thing is, you can control those. So the good news is we can control how we choose to think about our circumstance, therefore choosing how we feel about it. It's our choice. All problems are feeling problems. Meaning the reason we don't want to have problems is because of the way we feel when we are having those problems. We want to avoid negative emotion. Unfortunately, that is not real life. Okay, back to our problem. Think about those thoughts you have about that problem. Now ask yourself, how do you feel when you think those thoughts? Remember, feelings are one word descriptions of vibrations in our bodies. In the traffic example, your feelings could be grumpy, mad, frustrated. By knowing the problem is really the way you feel and that your feelings are caused by your thoughts, you can use your awareness by noticing the cause and effect of your problem. Self-awareness allows you to take a step back and take a good look at all these things. In coaching, we pick one of your thoughts and really evaluate it. Tell me more about that. Why do you think you're thinking that? How is that making you feel? What are you doing or not doing when you are having those thoughts? We may repeat your problem back to you just to be sure we understand where you are at. Okay, so let me get this straight. This thing happened. This person said these words. This event took place. We're listing the facts. And when you think these thoughts, it makes you feel a certain way. So because you feel this way when you're thinking these thoughts, because this thing happened. We kind of go back and forth to really get a good understanding of your thoughts and feelings regarding the circumstance. So if I then said to you, how do you want to feel about this? If I were to say, why are you choosing to think these thoughts? How are these thoughts affecting you? Can you see other options for how you might think? Why or why not? This is the part where people talk about changing your mindset. I mean, people kind of throw this phrase out a lot as if it's something easy to do or to understand. Until I learned and practiced this whole new idea that my circumstances aren't my problem, but that my thoughts about the circumstances was creating my problem, there was nothing easy about it. Oh, okay, I just changed my thoughts about it. Easy for you to say. I was still not understanding that the circumstances and my thoughts weren't the same thing. Now that I've learned that part of it, it is easier now to say, this isn't working for me. This is how I want to think, feel, and show up for myself. If you want to solve your problem, you'll need to decide how you want to feel. Instead of the way you are feeling now, the feeling I want to be feeling right now is peace without anything having to change. I am in control of how I feel and I can decide to feel this emotion despite the circumstances. To review, the problem that you are currently having is a feeling caused by a thought. The reason it's a problem for you is because you would rather be feeling a different, better emotion. So instead of feeling grumpy all day because you are stuck in traffic, how do you want to feel? Well, I want to feel happy. Okay, so how do we need to change your thoughts about traffic to make you happy instead? 
Well, I could be grateful for the extra time in the morning. Well, how would that work? I could use that time to listen to my new favorite podcast, The Midlife Chaos. It would put a smile on my face and I would feel happy and then I could have a productive day. Because of that shift in mindset, I can now have a good day and not let a little traffic set me off for a crappy day. Remember, your actions are coming from your thoughts and feelings too. You want to pay attention to what or why you are doing what you are doing. This will reveal your thoughts and your feelings. When you think about a problem in a certain way, you're going to feel a certain way and you're going to act a certain way. A lot of times we think our problems are somebody else, our spouse, roommate, neighbor, our kids. They may have done something to us. Some of these problems can be solved by going through this process of separating our circumstance from the thoughts about the circumstance. However, there are a lot of problems because we have expectations that aren't being met. That is a whole discussion that we call the manual, meaning a manual on how we expect things to be, how we expect to be treated, etc. Unfortunately, we usually only have these conversations with ourselves and forget to inform our partner. Then we get upset when they aren't following the manual that they were never given. You see the problem, right? We'll chat about that soon. I bring this up because if you think you can take this model and fix somebody else with it, that's not how this works. It's never really the problem that is the problem. It is how we think about the problem that makes it a problem. So the second step is not just how we are thinking about the problem, but what we are focused on. When we keep focusing on the problem, talking about the problem, we tell our friends about the problem, we wake up in the middle of the night thinking about the problem, we aren't focused on thinking about a solution to the problem. Hey, this happened. This is a problem. How do we solve it? How do we focus on moving forward? Understanding how a problem happened is good, but you won't get results until you focus on a solution. What are you focused on? Is it helpful? These two steps of what is actually the problem and what are we choosing to focus on is the secret to solving any problem. Notice the way you are thinking about your problem. Is it helpful or not helpful? The second thing is, are you focused on the problem over and over again, or have you put your mind to work on a solution? Now remember, what is a problem for one person is not a problem for someone else. I really like Nate Bergazzi. He is a comedian. His stuff is really clean and super funny. He has a few specials on Netflix. Um, He does a bit or a couple bits actually on being overweight. He's hilarious and like how hard it is to lose weight in our 40s. Great stuff. Another bit he does, um, he decided one day he's just going to start telling everybody he used to weigh 300 pounds. He's never weighed 300 pounds, but he thinks he looks really good for someone who used to weigh 300 pounds. But seriously, let's say you are 10 pounds overweight, according to some chart. That is a fact. According to the chart, you are 10 pounds overweight. What are your thoughts around that? Someone may feel completely defeated because they've been dieting and starving themselves and just can't get the scale to budge. They are a failure. They'll never be skinny. They'll never be ready for that event coming up, whatever the thought process is. Or maybe somebody would say, oh gosh, 10 pounds, no big deal. This is the healthiest I've ever been. I've been lifting weights at the gym and can really see the results. Who cares what the scale says? Maybe the response is, oh, that is disappointing. I need to clean things up and start back at it tomorrow. Or someone could think, who cares what the chart says? This is the most comfortable I've ever felt in my own skin. I like the extra little fluff or curves. However you choose to respond or whatever thoughts you choose to have, you are the creator of that problem. 
We often think that our problems are out of our control. The reality is, if you don't understand that you created the problem, you will have a hard time realizing that you can solve it. Now, you may be thinking that there are real problems out there. These examples are just normal day-to-day stuff. But isn't that what we are most faced with? Wouldn't it be beneficial to understand this process so when major things do come up, then we have the tools to face them? And like I've mentioned before, a major problem to you may not be any problem at all for someone else. Just like these may seem like trivial examples, but maybe this perspective is what was needed to help someone get over something like this. Okay, I've given you quite a bit to think about. I challenge you to seriously do a thought download. Write down all your thoughts on a problem that you are facing. Separate out the facts from the thoughts. Notice how you feel when you're thinking these thoughts. Is this how you want to be feeling or showing up? How would you want to think differently? How would you like to feel differently? What actions around your problem would you like to change? If you feel brave enough to share, send me a DM. I'd love to see your progress. I'd love to help you work through any of these steps. Thanks again for your love and support. If you have any ideas for a future episode, let me know. I'd love to know what could help you in your midlife chaos. Thank you for listening to the Midlife Chaos Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you want to see what else we are up to, check out my Instagram at the Midlife Chaos or join our Facebook group, Midlife Chaos VIPs.